Well, it's Monday morning again. Good to be with you. And thank you, uh, <clears throat> the hundreds of you that have been watching and sharing this and all of you who've subscribed to our Safe Harbor Church channel. But I wanna do a special thank you today and then we're gonna get really deep into some scripture and I hope you enjoy it. Here's the thanks. Uh, today, I start drawing a salary again. It's been a long time. Uh, been a long time since the events of last October and we've been building up our safe harbor. We would not have done this work without you and then we couldn't continue it without you. Cammie and I, when we received the news, were ready to just leave ministry and go quietly somewhere else. But so many of you, we quit counting at 300 requests to do an online church. And we kept going, I just, I don't think this would work. We, we're not people of tremendous great faith. Now, so if you put us up in that panoply of great um, leaders, you might wanna ease us down that roster. We were, we were a little um, discombobulated, I think that would be a good word. But then something else happened. Our phones started lighting up, not only with thank yous, but with PayPal and Venmo and checks in the mail. And it overwhelmed us to the point where, and it breaks my heart to say this, I'm certain we didn't thank everybody. I'm absolutely certain we didn't reach out and thank everybody for their contributions. Some way in the thousands, some 10 and $20, all of it just stunned us. But what it did was allowed us to, all right, let's try this. And by the way, 300 requests for an online church. But we quit counting at 1,000 emails and text supporting us. We received gifts, phone calls, and uh, flowers from every eldership we have ever served in the last 40 years. I'll say, you know, for the last one, but I'm, I understand that. That's, that's what it is. Um, that was... It was kind of nice to know that the people we'd worked with over the decades still supported us, loved us, and weren't concerned about us. But that all comes down to this. It's you. It's you and God that have allowed us to build our Safe Harbor Church into something which is reaching thousands of people. This last, well, yesterday, if you've not seen the service, I think you'll like it. Um, but there were six nations and so far, I think I've counted 31 states checking in. Now, we don't know how many people in other nations are out there, but these are the ones who said we're from and put it out there. Six nations, 31 states. That's just, wow. And you're giving as well. The number of you giving through Tithely, PayPal, or through checks, like is, is allowing us today for the first time to take a salary. Thank you. And thank you, because your gifts are sustaining this and will let us keep going. I'd love to talk about that for an hour. Even thought about doing a special message just on that, but Monday morning messages are something else. So thank you for indulging me for what was that? Three and a half minutes. That was very kind of you. I wanna ask you, who told you to submit? The wife submit to the husband, and the husband is the head of the wife. I imagine that if I were a woman, I would cringe every time the movement through the book of Ephesians starts getting closer and closer to chapter five. It is, um, 
It's sad that that's true because it doesn't need to be. All right, let's take a look at this. First of all, the Bible was not written divided into chapters and verses. It changes your life when you read the Bible without chapters and verses. It really does. I don't say that lightly. It changes your life because it's no longer a series of discrete sayings, laws, and principles, but rather, and that you have to dig for, a flowing narrative that makes quite a lot of sense. So get one of those, all right? That said, I'm, here I'm doing divisions. Uh, chapters and verses were divided, and then some translators came about, and they helpfully, and I, I'm not being sarcastic here, they helpfully moved things into paragraphs. So most of the Bibles I grew up with, Ephesians 5.21 was a discrete unit set up, up up here. There was space, and then there was wives and husbands, and then Ephesians 5.22. Now, why would that happen? Well, verse 21 says, we're all to submit to each other out of reverence for Christ all of us. But if you start in verse 22, it's just the woman. Or is it? Here's a clue. You don't have to have a great knowledge of Greek and Hebrew to go to heaven. Um, I don't have a great knowledge of Greek and Greek. I keep saying that Greek and Hebrew. And in fact, um, I don't feel I need to for a couple of reasons. One, we have research materials available to us, and I know people who are professors in these things, and whenever I have a question, I just go to them. You see, you can't know everything, but you can know people, and you can ask people, all right? Uh, it's rather like asking me. Some people say, well, you're a neuroscience guy. Uh, I got this ache in my knee. Nope. You know, just need to know where to go, all right? I don't, you don't need to know the Greek and Hebrew either. What you need to do is, first of all, know this. Groups of people honestly worked as hard as they could, checked each other, challenged each other, fought each other, and created versions of the Bible that we have today. Uh, I'm not really concerned about which version you're using because as long as they bring you to Jesus, we're good. But here, I'm gonna be reading out of the NIV, which is by far the most popular version in the United States where we are. Submit to each other, one another, out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Okay, that sounds pretty rough. So let's keep reading, all right? It, let's just keep reading. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. Stop right there. What's the word head mean? Well, if we were to ask a group in modern English, uh, and what does the word head mean? What's a synonym? They would say boss, you know, dictator, in charge of, ruler. Okay, cool. Because that's kind of what head means in English today. But if you were to grab a Greek thesaurus, and I always like to kid that that was an old dinosaur that knew a lot of words, but if you... If you have a Greek thesaurus and you looked up head, that kephala, you know what you find? Lover, protector, developer, responsible for. There's none of the bossiness. 
they used different parts of the body to mean different things just as we do. You know, on Valentine's, we say, I love you with all my heart. This is merely an ugly looking blood pump. All right, glad it's there, mind you. But uh, it doesn't look like the Valentine's. And yet we say, I love you with all my heart. We're allowed to do that. They were allowed to use head in a way that we don't use head. They also use, by the way, liver. For, you know, they felt the liver was a seat of all emotions. Um, and that, um, that still survives a bit in English, although it's dying. When somebody speaks with bile, or they vent their spleen, you know, that all, that all roots from there, okay? But um, what's going on here? Even if you don't know that, even if you don't know a thing about kephala, you can read this carefully and go, wait a minute. The husband is the head of the wife as Christ is head of the church, his body of which he is the savior. So husbands, we are the head of our wives who is part of our body and we're part of hers. Look at 1 Corinthians 7 and also here. Um, and then we're supposed to treat her as Christ treats the church. Have you ever been to a perfect church? Trick question. If you'd been to a perfect church, it would cease being perfect as soon as you entered, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, I know. I know. I could, I could church hop. I could easily church hop, but I would take me with me, and that's the problem. You know, we are, we are problems. And yet, look how God saves us, pouring out grace. How many times have you disappointed Christ? That's not a fair question but I need to ask it because then how many times has Christ said he will forgive you? Seven times 70, he says. And it, you know, if your brother offends you seven times 70, by the way, that didn't mean 490. It was the Jewish way of saying an infinite amount of times. You forgive them. And that's the way husbands are the head of the wives. We are the source of grace, forgiveness, and saving them. We should be walking and saying, how can I help you? What can I do for you? Not putting ourselves below them, but Jesus showed us with the basin and the towel, if you remember, that the greater one serves, that's how they become great. And that's how they stay great. You don't serve so that you can get up there somewhere. You continue to serve. Oh, he's gonna get a lot more exact if you're ready for this. First of all, to the wives, it does say, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. And again, there was some culture involved here. There were some realities involved here. Um, in the first centuries, the church is no different than it was today in that more women were receptive to the story of Christ and to the gospel than, um, than men. And so in most churches, you'll find more women than men. It's not always true. That's why I use the word most. I would imagine he, that there were a lot of tense families where the wife believed the husband did not. Even Potiphar's wife in a dream was saying, this Jesus guy, don't bother him, don't touch him. Potiphar wasn't convinced. So, and again, politics were behind that. You ready for this now? <clears throat> Let's explain how this works. Husbands, Love your wives. Now, if you're in Ephesians 5 right now, if you've got your Bible open, uh, 
and I didn't ask you to, but make a note. Uh, chapter 5, verse 25, what you need to do is circle the little words because it's the little words that do the most arguing around the table when you've got 40, 100, and, you know, 800, whatever the committees are to translate because they got to get this exact. And most of them really do a good job, frankly. Uh, just grab a Bible and read it. And if you can get one without chapters and verses, all the better. Just as is what I want you to circle in, in Ephesians 5, 25. Just as. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Oh, if you didn't really get his point, he adds, and gave himself up for her. That's how we lead husbands. We don't walk in and go, right, Kami. And of course, your wife probably is not named Kami. Right, Kami, give me a cup of tea. Kami, what's the mess over here about? Kami, what's your body? I don't let you. That's not being the head of anything. And there are elders like that in churches, and they need to stop it. They need to read James when it talks about what wisdom and leadership is. But here, husbands, that's not leadership. Leadership's walking in saying, are you doing all right, sweetie? Is there something I could be doing for you? Can I help take that off your hands? Well, I'll take care of this over here. I wish I'd asked permission before he passed, but one of the great giants in our particular tribe years ago told his preacher students, he said, my wife has never scrubbed the floor. He says, because I didn't marry her for her to be scrubbing floors. That's for me to do. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't scrub floors. My wife insists, and if I did, my wife would come behind me and do it again because I didn't do it properly. And we all agree on this and we all accept this. But there are other things I can do. I wash the dishes. I clean the kitchen. I put the food away. Um, my wife has some arthritis issues and I make sure life moves at a, pa a pace that helps her thrive. You, you need this? All right, we'll get it. How about this? You just relax there. Are you a wee bit tired? I'll take this. That's what headship is. And I'm not putting myself up as the perfect husband here, far, far, far be it from that. But I do get this, give yourself up for them. That's how you do it. And you don't get angry with them unless you are ready for Christ to be angry with you for what you've done wrong. Because we try to keep these shorter. I'm gonna go through this very quickly now, but please spend time with this and let your mind open to a new idea of what leadership really means. To make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Are you ready for this? And to present her to himself, circle the word, as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Husbands, that's how you lead your wife. Not by pointing out faults, not by being exasperated that she's put on weight or she's got gray hair or she's getting older. Guys, buy a mirror, have a look. Um, no, we are to see this woman as without stain, spot, wrinkle, blemish, but instead as a radiant being every day I smile and call my wife the pretty girl. Because she is. And she always will be. We've been married for, uh, we're 
in June, it'll be 42 years. Can't wait. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy the numbers piling up. Um, and it's all about, we submit to each other. That verse 21's in there. What do you need? How can I help you? And that's a very First Corinthians 7 thing too, because Paul says when you get married, ownership of your body is transferred to your partner. There have been times where I, I just want to sit and read, but my wife kind of walked in and goes, I need you to mow the lawn before you know Nature Reserve or Sierra Club takes it over. And mowing the lawn is not one of my favorite things. In fact, it's way down the list. But she has every right to say that, and I should get up and go mow the lawn. Why? Because I'm a henpecked husband. If you know me and you know Cammy, neither of us are pecked. We're, we're good. But because she owns my body, and if she needs it to fix something, which I can fix, like mowing a lawn, that's what it's gonna be doing. She has the same attitude back, by the way, guys. It is important that you get this. And now, some people, uh, before we close, some of the guys try to do an out here because it goes, no, no, no. <clears throat> it says, you ought to, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, and, and I hate my body. It's just out of shape. I just don't like, stop it. No matter what you think about your body, <coughs> excuse me, you still take it places that it wants to go. And you still buy it things that it likes. And you still feed it food it enjoys. Let's not act like you're really hating something here. Look at the little words. And then if we love each other as Christ has loved us, we will have a basin and a towel in our hands most of our lives. And that's the way it should be. So wives, should you submit? Yeah. Husbands, should you submit? Yes. Why? Because God said so and the little words showed us how. Check it out. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Good Monday morning. I can well remember dreading PE class. I usually dreaded it for a variety of reasons, but there were a couple of